What's going on, family? Grace and peace. This is your host, Javon Blue, on the Kingdom Talks podcast, where we're going to be talking about God, business, trading, manhood, marriage, and all the real stuff that's happening out there. So listen, sit back, relax, open up your Bibles, open up your notebooks, whatever you got to do, and let's get it. Sheesh, let's go. What up, what up, what up? What is going on, family? Welcome to episode two of the Kingdom Talks podcast. And guys, I'm excited. Um, I'm always excited to share wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that God has given me um, that I have learned over the years. Um, so it's such a blessing to just come on here and just speak to you guys time and time and time after again. Um, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And today, I just want to talk about something that I believe that so many people just need to hear. Um, but before I get into that, I just want to mention, you know, happy holidays to everybody that is that is out there um, that had a good Thanksgiving. Um, we got, you know, Christmas and stuff and all that's coming up. New Year's and all that is coming up. Um, so listen, man, just enjoy your family and be out there just enjoying life, family. <laughs> just enjoy life. So with that being said, um, you guys know that a lot of a lot of my a lot of my studies, a lot of how I think when it comes to money, when it comes to business, when it comes to perspective of just the economy and stuff like that comes from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, his, you know, a lot of his his books, a lot of his seminars, a lot of his talks, a lot of what he talks about opens up a huge perspective that I love on how simple this thing is called money and no it's not easy right no it's not something that you just wake up to on um, wake up to when you just magically you know just know so much about but the rules of money is very simple right and the reason why i love rich dad poor dad um aka robert kiyosaki <laughs> right the reason why i love it so much is because you know he just puts it in a perspective where listen you have assets you have liabilities and, you know, if you want money, you can't continue to work for it. Right. We talked about some of that in the last episode, and I'm going to hone in on that even more on this episode. But the title of this episode is called. You don't decide your cash flow does. Right. I'm going to say that again. Write this in your notes. If you're taking notes, you don't decide your cash flow does. And guys, let me tell you, I believe this is going to be an amazing episode and I'm just going to chill back. I'm in the car, right? I'm in a parking lot. I got my coffee. So if you hear me take a sip, it's all good. Shout out to my coffee drinkers. But guys, I just want to keep this as real as possible. Like I said, you know, on, a, on the first episode. And I want to hone in on that because when it comes to decision making in life, right? A lot of our decisions are backed by our money. How much money is coming in? How much money is not coming in? And I've seen so many people, people in my family, myself, probably you, have a certain feeling, have a certain mood when it comes to you not being able to live the life that you truly want. And I think this is a subject that we need to talk about because while we pride ourselves in, you know, you know, we're just going to get this job because, you know, I got to get a job 
well, you know, I'm following my passion, you know, and all this different type of stuff. We still have to answer the question. Do you have the money? Right. Because a lot of times what a lot of people talk about is, oh, well, you know, that's too expensive is and, um, you know, it shouldn't be that high. Oh, man, I'm not paying that. But the truth of the matter is you just can't afford it. That's the truth of the matter is. That's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is you can't afford it. And when I came to that realization that, listen, just because I can't afford something doesn't mean that it's not for somebody else who can. Everybody is not struggling. Everybody is not walking around talking about, you know what? Forget Starbucks. I'm going to get the Dunkin Donuts. Why? Because it's three or four dollars cheaper. Or you know what? Forget all of that on um, the mother brands. I'm only going to search for the cheaper. But everybody is not walking around like that. Remember, episode one, we were talking about the poverty mindset. Instead of saying I can't have something. Why not ever change your vocabulary? With saying, how can I obtain it? How can I afford it? What do I have to do to get it? You're now shifting your mindset from a poverty mindset into a into a wealth mindset. And I want to address something because a lot of Christians, a lot of religious people or even, you know, non-believers um, mention this when it comes to money. <laughs> they like to pull from the Bible. You know, a lot of people like to pull from the Bible when, you know, they're trying to they're trying to, you know, <laughs> protect their Whatever the case may be, protect their ideas, protect their their sins, protect whatever way of thinking that they have. And one of the scriptures that they have for money that everybody always talks about is, well, you know what the Bible says about money. You know, it says that, you know, money is the root of all evil. Right. And nowhere in the Bible does it say money is the root of all evil. First Timothy 6:10 says for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil and by craving it some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves. Now I want you guys to hone on what Timothy on uh, what First Timothy says. It says for the love. Whoo. See the reason why that is so beautiful is that and I'm pretty sure when it comes to this word love, the Bible has different kinds of definitions for love, um, especially in the Greek context of what we're talking about here. This is Koine Greek when we're talking about the New Testament um, in first first um, first Timothy six and ten. Pretty sure that's Koine Greek. Um, so for that love of money. Um, I believe that 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 the 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 Greek word for love in that context is the agape love. Um, that's that type of God love. So it says for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil and by craving it. I want to stop there because a lot of people don't understand that the reason why it says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Right. Is because what you're what the context of that scripture is talking about is. The context is this. The Bible talks about how God said, have no other gods before me. Right. So what the context is, listen, 
Do not idolize. Do not put. Right. Do not have pride. Right. In money to the point where you have wandered away from the one who gives it freely. You don't want to be so in love with money that it now distorts your thinking. It now enters into your paradigm of how you interact with people. Right. You don't want to have that type of love because what it does is it brings you to the love of the world and it takes you away from the love of God. Because God can give you things without money. Right. But he's also the one who gives it to you. Right. So I want you guys to understand that for the love of money is the root, the love of it. Money in itself is not evil. And I need to stress this because so many people have thought for so long, oh, man, you know, it's not meant for me to be rich. It's not meant for me to do this. It's not meant for me to, you know, want to build wealth, want to start a business, want to invest. Why? Because the Bible says that. No, the Bible says the love. Right. So when you're so when we're reading this, Hebrews 13, five says, keep your life free from the love of money. Keep your life free from the love of money. See, money is a vehicle. Money is a tool. The same way that you use your toothbrush to brush your teeth so that your teeth can be cleaner. The same way that you drive your car so that you can get to work is the same way that you view money. It is a vehicle. It is a tool to get you to where it is you were designed to go. Right. So I wanted to hone in on that because we got to set that as the foundation. Money is not a sin. Obtaining money is not a sin. Right. Building wealth is not a sin. There were wealthy people in the Bible. Abraham was wealthy. Right. The tomb that Jesus was was put in was from a person who had money. I need you guys to understand this. When Jesus died, right? <laughs> First of all, he was a um he was a Hebrew from the tribe of Benjamin. I'm I'm excuse me, from the tribe of Judah, right? So when you start to understand the context of certain stuff, nobody was getting put in put in tombs unless you had money. <laughs> right. I need you guys to understand that Jesus was put in the tomb. That means that somebody close to him had a dollar. <laughs> somebody somebody had some coins to say, yo, forget all that. I'm going to set Jesus up. I'm going to set him up right on right because he's the king of glory. Right. He is the Olive Tav. He is the beginning and the end. He is the son of God. He is God in the flesh. I got to set him up. And somebody close to him, I believe it was Joseph, somebody close to him said, you know what? I'm going to spend my money so that Jesus can be put in the tomb. Somebody had to be doing something when it comes to wealth, when it comes to business to set Jesus up so that he can be buried correctly as a king should. Although he didn't stay in, stay in it, he rented it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he got up out that thing. He still was able to be in a tomb that was funded by somebody close to him. I need you guys to understand this. So being poor, right, is 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 not something that 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 God always wants you to have. Like, yes, 
God blesses the poor in spirit. Yes, God, 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 um, God covers poor people. God, God does a lot for poor people. But guess what he also does? He provides so that people can have the means to uplift and bless his kingdom. Right. So I wanted you guys to understand that. So the title of this, like I said, you don't decide your cash flow does is coming from this point of view. That when you wake up in the morning, the house that you're in, you're only in it because of the amount of money that is in your bank account. Here's the thing. If you don't like where you are right now, it's because, number one, you're thinking, right, what it is that you do, a.k.a. your job, and what you allow to happen, right? Remember what I said in episode one about the poverty mindset. The, poverty, the thing about the poverty, the poverty mindset is that it allows you to have a cap on your income, a cap on your life, and you don't live a life of limits on um, like limitless expectations. Like it's just, it is what it is. This is what I have. I'm just going to work with it. So the reason why you drive what you drive, you live what you live in, you wear what you wear, you eat what you eat is because your cash flow decides, not you. If you're only making $2,000 a month, guess what? You're only living like a $2,000 a month budget. If you're making a million dollars a month, guess what? You're living like you have a million dollars a month coming in. So the reason why there can still be million dollar homes in your city and you live on the lesser part of the city is because your money said you can't go there. You can desire, you can want, you can, you can be like, man, oh man, like I believe that I should be in that house. I believe that I should be in that car. I should have that car. I'm a good person. I do this. I do that. That should be mine. Guess what? It does not matter. Why? Because you don't decide the amount of money coming in does. That is the truth of the matter. And this is always my argument with, with a lot of people that say, listen, man, why are you always talking about money? Listen, money isn't everything. All that nonsense. I don't want to hear. <laughs> and the next time or, or if you're listening to this podcast and you have that way of thinking where, man, you know, everything ain't about money. I ain't got to talk about money. Listen, man, <laughs> that can only happen to those people like all that, all that nonsense, all that negative thinking. The next time you say. It's not about money. I want you to walk into your job. Tell your boss, hey, listen, it's not about money for me anymore. I'm just going to quit today and I'm just going to live my life. I want you to do that. Because every person that says it's not about money and they still get up to go to work every day is contradicting themselves every single day. The Bible says something so important. It says that <laughs> it says that money answereth all things. Right. And I believe that that scripture is um, I believe it's found in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19, I believe. And what Solomon is saying, he, he now he's coming from he's he's coming from a worldly perspective. Right. He's coming. You know, the context 
of Ecclesiastes is basically he said, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So by that context, by him saying there's nothing new under the sun, basically under the sun, he, his his perspective of of his writings is from the earth. Right. He's talking about the earth. That's the context um, the context of what he's coming from, of where he's coming from. Excuse me. And when he also says that, you know, there's a timing for everything. Right. If you if you read a class on Ecclesiastes, he talks about there's a timing for everything. So when he mentions that ants on money answereth all things, you have to understand money still plays a part in your daily living. It still plays a part in your daily living, right? So when we talk about money, we have to talk about it from a service point of view. Because here's the thing. The only reason you're getting up every single day to do what it is that you do is because you want money. You need money to survive. The reason why we get up and go to college. Why? Why do majority of people go to college without even knowing why they're going? Number one, somebody probably said some point of influence, somebody of influence said, listen, you need to go to college. Why? Because that's the American dream. You're going to get out. You're going to get a job. So what? So that you can have a home. You can build a family, yada, yada, yada. Right. Everything is built on you getting money. So if everything is built on us obtaining money, using money, why don't we acknowledge it to the point where we should study it, learn it, consume it? I'm not saying love it. Right. I'm not saying um, I'm be 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 in so much greed that every little thing has to be about a dollar. No, what I'm saying is every single time you ignore money, every single time you say, man, listen, I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to do what I got to do. Every single time you do that, your lack of money creates different emotions in your life that you don't even know or understand simply because you are walking in the lack of it. You walking in the lack of money causes so much disturbance towards your family, so much disturbance when it comes to your 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 well-being. Right. I've seen so many people just just have a negative attitude because they don't have. And it's not really their fault. Our school system taught us to not even think about money, not even care about money, not even care about how to start a business, how to how to how to um, get credit, manage credit, use credit, use debt, leverage debt. They they don't like there's no educate. There's no financial literacy when it comes to life in the school system. That's why I totally disagree with it. See, I'm big on education. I'm not big on the school system. The school system is only designed. So that you can get out, you can consume, you can work a job, and that's it. It's not designed to teach you how money actually works. And and, and, and and as soon as we come to that conclusion of this is what it is, we can start moving forward. I want to talk about something real quick. And I'm shifting gears right now. I want to talk about something really fast. That Robert Kiyosaki's um, accountant, his CPA... Um, I believe his 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 CBA name is um, Tom Wilwright, right? And what Tom talks about in his book Tax Free Wealth, definitely go out there, go get it. Um, he talks about something so beautiful, and it's on the first page of chapter one. And Robert Kiyosaki says something too. He says taxes are your largest single expense. 
I want you guys to understand something, right? Because we're talking about money. We're talking about subjects nobody want to talk about. The biggest tax that you can ever get right now is inflation. It's the most secret tax. If anybody has been aware during this pandemic, right, you will see that a lot of 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 the value the value of things have definitely like changed. So milk has gone up, rent has gone up, right? So much has gone up because of inflation. Oil has gone up, right? So your gas prices change. Inflation is the silent tax that nobody talks about. Probably your tax person is not even going to talk about it. All right? Probably your parents are not going to talk about it. Your boss is not going to talk about it. Why? Because it is financial literacy when you're wealth planning. And this is something that I had to learn. I learned this recently, like a couple of years ago. When you're wealth planning, you have to put in the factor that inflation is going to be happening over the years. That is why you need cash flow. Let me break down what cash flow is and then I'm going to come right back. Cash flow isn't a paycheck. Right. Cash flow isn't a paycheck for those people. That's like, well, you know, I got two jobs. That's not cash flow. You're just getting some paychecks. You're getting earned income. Right. That is earned income. Earned income is when you're physically getting up to go do a job. You're doing work. That's earned income. Passive income. Right. Is equivalent to cash flow as well. Passive income or residual income. Is when. You don't have to physically work and you still get paid. I want you guys to think about this from a wealth perspective. Right? All of us is probably on a cell phone right now. You probably have a carrier, T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, AT&T, right? Metro PCS, whatever the case may be. Every single month, guess what they do? They pull money out of your account monthly. They don't think about it. They don't second guess it. They warn you before they do it. And boom, automatically you're charged for the service that you're using. They make passive income every single month off of you. Rent. Mortgage. Right. Whether you're paying a landlord or whether you're paying a bank, Guess what? Somebody on the other side is making passive income, meaning they they don't have to do the work to get money every single month. They just have to have you working so that th- your money gets into their pockets without them physically working. That is passive income. So when I say what is your cash flow, your cash flow decides everything. It's like this. How much cash do you have flowing into your bank account without you physically working? If you were to stop right now, stop your job right now, stop working right now. How much money do you have coming in every single week, every single month, every single uh, every other month, right? Every year. What is your wealth worth? How much cash flow do you have coming in without you getting earned income, without you getting up, going to work? That is how you calculate your cash flow, your wealth. Let me tell you how wealthy people view their wealth. Right. 
This is how wealthy people view it. Let's just say that let's just say that my yearly expenses, right? Let's say that my yearly expenses are one million dollars. One comma zero 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 one comma zero zero zero. Right. Let's say one million dollars is my that's my yearly expense. Like after all my bills, after everything, one million dollars is my yearly expense. But let's say I only have five million dollars in the bank. Well, if I only have five million dollars in the bank and my yearly expenses are one million you want to know what my wealth is? And this is how wealthy people view it. My wealth is now five years. Well, you're probably like, well, Javon, like, I don't, I don't understand. Here's the thing. Wealthy people view their wealth based on time, not actual money. What do I mean by that? If I know that I have $5 million sitting in a bank and all of my expenses for the year are one million, then that means that my wealth is equivalent to five years. Because what it's saying is um, I only have five years worth of money, which means I only have five years that I have everything I need to live. This is why wealthy people make plays based on 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, decades down because they understand, hey, listen, I have to be in position so that my wealth outlives me, right? What does the Bible say about that? The Bible says something so important about that, right? The Bible says something so important. Let me see if I can find that scripture because basically what it says, right? It says something when it comes to an inheritance, right? Proverbs 13, 22, and write this scripture down. And remember it. Proverbs 13, 22, um, 22, excuse me. It says a good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren. What? That's in the Bible? Yes, it is. <laughs> and you got to ask yourself if the Bible, shout out the Proverbs, book of wisdom, right? The Bible says a good man leaves, a good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren. That means this, family, if you are a parent watching this and you don't even have wealth for your children, if like you, you already lacking. So if the Bible says already that a good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren, what does that mean for you? That means that you have to get to work on building something called legacy. I don't care if it's real estate. I don't care if it's a business. I don't care if it's stocks, which is the three main things that's going to get you free in this world. Stocks, real estate, business. You have to set up an inheritance for not your, not just your children, but your grandchildren. Meaning when it's time to go put in work, don't just put in work for yourself. Don't just put in work for your seed, right? Your children, but put in work for their children. That's your children's children. So guess what? If you just getting up every single day talking about money isn't everything. Oh, I'm going to just work my job. I'm going to make it happen. Boom. You already lacking in the inheritance part. Yes, you can work your job, increase your income, stack up your bread, make it happen. 
But guess what you should be doing? Listen, 5%, put it in crypto. Right? 10%, start, start, start putting it towards investments, a stock portfolio, whether it's Forex, whether it's ETFs, whether it's commodities, right? Index funds, IULs, right? Whatever you got to do to build the inheritance so that if you die or even if you're still living, that your children's children is getting paid. A good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren. Right? I need you guys to understand this. So going back to that, now that you know what cash flow is, now that you understand that, I want to go back to what I was talking about, about on Robert Kiyosaki's tax person, accountant, right? And let me take a sip of coffee because it's getting lit. <laughs> Hope you guys are enjoying the episode, right? Please stop what you're doing and go, you know, put some, um, put, put a five star, write a review, do, do whatever you got to do, right? Shout out to us, man. <laughs> the kingdom, we lit. So Robert Kiyosaki says taxes are your largest single expense. Remember what I said? Inflation is the biggest silent tax that nobody ever talks about. But Tom Will Wright says this in his book, Tax Free Wealth. I need you guys to hear this because it's going to change everything when it comes to you getting up, doing your earned income work. He said the average person in a developed country spends 25 to 35 percent of their life working to pay taxes. Good God almighty. He said the average person in a developed country, what is a developed country? That's like the United States, London, you know, different, different countries like that. That's, that's what he means by developed countries. He says they spend the consumer, you, right? Spends 25 to 35% of their life working to pay taxes. That means 25 to 35% of your life is you working for free. I need you guys to understand that, right? Let's keep going. He said that means that more than two hours of every workday are dedicated to feeding your government. Mm. Yo, two hours. When you clock in to work, two hours is dedicated for free labor for your government. That money does not go to you. That money just goes straight to the government. This is why when you get your paycheck, guess who sticks their hand in before you? Your government. They're like, ho, ho, ho. I need you to understand. <laughs> yeah, you worked 40 hours, but you ain't about to get paid the whole 40. Let me get that work in taxes. And for, and for those people who don't have a problem with that, I, th maybe you just aren't educated. And that's the poverty mindset. The poverty mindset is, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to accept whatever that they give me. No. I need you guys to understand that in America, income tax wasn't always a thing. You getting taxed on your income was not like this. This is this is this is a fairly new thing. Right. And when income tax did happen for all those people, that's like, oh, well, you know, the rich need to get taxed more and all that type of stuff. Hold up. Do you know your history? Because you can research this right now. When income tax first happened. Guess who was getting taxed? All of it. The rich. Because they said, well, hey, listen, <laughs> the rich, 
needs to get taxed because they make more money. The middle class wasn't getting wasn't getting taxed. The poor people wasn't getting taxed. The only people that was getting income tax, getting taxed up, was the rich people. And guess what? How it worked was that they were only getting taxed on the income that came in after their daily living. So let's just say that you know, let's just say you had five five thousand dollars a month coming in, right? But your cost of living probably was was like you know, 3000 they will only get taxed on, you know, the 2000 They wouldn't get taxed on the whole three. Now the game just changed. So now when people come out, oh, well, you know, the rich need to get taxed more. The rich need to do this. Listen, you don't know your history. The only people that was getting taxed was wealthy people. Right? Middle class and poor. Oh, oh y'all, y'all, listen, y'all had the freedom. <laughs> right? So listen. He says, that means that two hours of every workday are dedicated to feeding your government. This one, it gets real. He said in three to four months out of every year are spent working solely so that you can pay your taxes. We got a new year that's about to come up in January. Imagine if I walked up to you and I said, hey, listen, uh, four months out of the 12, I'm going to need you to come in to work for free because, you know, <laughs> I can't really pay you, but you're still obligated to get up and go to work because guess what? Don't you need to live? And it's like, what? Yes, this this is how real like I need you guys to understand from a perspective of how wealthy people think. This is why they say, yo, this is nonsense. How, I'm not doing all I'm not paying all of that. So three to four months out of every year are spent solely on you working to pay taxes. You want to know what's crazy? He said that adds up to over 13 years in your work life and 20 years in your lifetime. 20 years. That's a prison sentence. Close to 20 years of your life is you working to pay taxes out of the 40 that they want you to work. So half of the 40 years that they want you to work Right. That, that that that's the real American dream. Work 40 years of your life, working 40 hours a week so that when you retire, you can live off of 40 percent of your income. That's the 40, 40, 40 plan. But they don't ever discuss. Right. <laughs> that 20 of those years are for you paying taxes. So he said it and it's not going to get better anytime soon. As inflation eats away at the spending power of our currency, it, 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 um, it also puts us into higher tax brackets. So, guys, listen, I need you to understand. 25 to 35 percent of your life is working to pay taxes. Two hours of every workday are dedicated to feeding your government. Three to four months out of every year is working is you working to pay taxes. 20 years of your life. You have given to the government. So when I say that your income doesn't decide. Your cash flow does. I need you guys to understand that the reason why you're living the way that you're living, the reason the the reason why you can't do what you want to do is simply because you don't have the cash flow coming in so that you can live the life that you want to live. It's not about, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do that. 
you know, I don't want to do this. I, I just want to stay in my lane. I want to be comfortable and make my money. Oh, well, you know, that that sounds good. I know I need to do that, but uh, that's not for me. This isn't about if this is for you or not. This is about, yo, you need to be living out here because sooner or later it's going to be rich or poor. There ain't no middle class. You know, there are people who are making $100,000 living paycheck to paycheck, making 500000 living paycheck to paycheck, right? Making a million living paycheck to paycheck. It's not about the money. It's about the management and it's about the cash flow that you have coming in. How much money do you have coming in right now if you were to stop working? If the answer is zero, you need to get to work. You need to make some things happen. This crypto thing that's being talked about. Listen, no longer should you be sitting around talking about, oh, yeah, you know, let me just see. Let me just let me wait till it drop. No, no, you need to get in. Get in where you fit in, as they say, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like get in where you fit in. Oh, but, you know, Bitcoin is at 50,000. It's at 60,000. Guess what? Get educated and you will learn that you can buy bits and pieces of Bitcoin, bits and pieces of crypto. You can start with five dollars, ten ten dollars, a hundred thousand, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. Get in where you fit in. Oh, well, you know, I want to get into that um, that real estate thing. I've been hearing about it. I've been seeing it. The first thing you need to do is get educated. Get some knowledge. Remember what I said in episode one? The Bible says in all thy getting, get an understanding. Stop being fearful. Of living a life. That will set you up so you can do what you want to do. Money is only for a purpose. That is it. (laughs) That is it. Right? The Bible says a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. Guess what? The reason why you don't have, you don't want to make more money, you don't want to have cash flow coming in. The only people that say, oh, money isn't everything and all this d- different type of stuff that's nonsense is because this. You don't have a purpose. You don't have a plan. You don't have a vision. You don't have no goals. I know I I need to make 30 million dollars. Because I have a vision and a purpose attached to it. There's some things that I need to do that require 30 million. Oh, well, you you know, Javon, I don't need that much money. And that's why you don't have it because you don't got no vision. And everything that you say starts with I. Oh, well, you know, I don't need that much money. I don't need to be a millionaire. Hmm. Why is it that every single time it comes to money, your conversation, your foundation starts with I. You keep saying I. It's not about you. The 30 million ain't for me. It's so that I can be the vehicle that has the 30 million that will provide for so many other people. Everybody, listen, everybody's not going to get this thing. Everybody's not going to understand. But shout out to God for putting the desire in people's hearts to build things that normal people wouldn't do so that we can acquire the wealth that the world wouldn't give us so that we can build up the kingdom of God and infiltrate this earth on a kingdom level. 
I'm tired of seeing Christians sitting around in the church saying, amen, hallelujah. And you going home broke every day talking about I ain't got no money to invest, but you getting up going to work every single day. Why is it that we believe God? Oh, Lord, just 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 help me pay my car. note. oh, Lord, just help me pay the rent this month. Oh, Lord, just help help me get to work. Oh, Lord, I pray that my car start back up while we keep praying to God for temporary um, temporary poor minded decisions. Why are we not using God for the building of the kingdom here on earth? So we got to get it together, family. We can't just keep sitting here waiting for things to happen. I love this quote. This quote says, listen, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is now. Somebody somewhere is sitting in the shade of a tree that somebody planted 20 years ago. So guys, whatever you got to do far as cash flow, whatever you got to do to get that money coming in, make it happen. You got to make it happen. You have to make it happen. This is about your children. This is about your grandchildren. This is about the people that are literally waiting, right, for things to change. The reason why I love this so much, like, listen, don't 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 make it seem like cash flow is something that is such a burden. It can be joyful. Do you know how beautiful it is? I remember when I started on um, first started making passive income. And I remember I was going to work and, you know, I was building my online business and I remember putting in the work for two months straight. And I'm like, man, I don't see anything. And then, boom, I started making two hundred dollars a month. I started making um, six hundred dollars a month. Then I started making about a thousand dollars a month cash flow, passive income coming in just from an online business while still working my job. That is beautiful. That means that whether I did the work or not, whether I got up to do something, I still had money coming in. And it was such a good feeling to see that, man, I'm not just going to work because I need to. I'm now going to work. Right. Because I want to, because I still want um, more income coming in so that I can do what it is that I want to do so that I can do more investments so that I can spend more time when it comes to trading so that I can just do other stuff that will allow me to move how I want to move. The reason why you're not moving how you want to move is because your cash flow isn't there. Listen, you putting in overtime, you putting in more hours at the job only makes sense when it comes to storing up income. See, here's the goal, family. The goal is simply for you to do this. The goal is for you to not live off your earned income. Your earned income, right? The money that you make at your job, that income should only be for investments. The ultimate goal is so that you can live off the principal and the rewards of your investments, of your ROI, your return on investment. You want to live off the passive income that you have coming in, not the earned income that you have that you have coming in. 
This is why so many of us mess up, because what we do is we start to allow our whole life to be based upon our earned income. That's why when we get laid off, we don't know what to do. That's why when, you know, the money gets gets a little slow because you ain't put in put in as much hours. It's like what's going on. That's why when um, all those millions of people got laid off. Right. During the pandemic, they was like, what do I do? It's because you didn't have multiple streams coming in that was producing cash flow so that you're able to still make income. So, guys, listen. Focus on producing some type of cash flow in your life so that now when you start to go look at that home, when you start to talk, talk to your pastor about, yo, listen, what do we need as a church so that we can help um, produce for the kingdom? Now, when the pastor has a vi- listen, the reason why the pastor can't say certain things is because he understands <laughs> that. You know, a lot of people don't have the knowledge of money. They don't trust God enough that he will bless somebody to be able to gain the knowledge so that um, you can be the one giving the money for the whole congregation. One of my desires is that, listen, my my church right now, my pastor. Right. He wants to he wants to build a school right within an urban neighborhood low income, right? He want to build a school. He want the church to be that light in the community that builds up a school um, that, that, that provides so much. He wants to build up a grocery store. He wants to build up a beauty supply store in the, in the black neighborhood. Right. But guess what needs to happen? Somebody got to write the check. I want to be the one that be like, here, pastor, here's $250,000. Boom. Just like that. And I don't break no sweat. That's the type of situation you want to live in. So, guys, listen, (laughs) this is this is episode two, man. I hope you guys really gained some knowledge on this. I hope you guys got blessed right with this segment, because like I said, we're going to be talking about so many issues, so many things. Right. But I need you guys to understand We have to strip off this mindset that we are not called to do business work. We are not called to do investment work all through the Bible, all through the Bible. We see people that understand business, that understand um, um, wealth, that understand, hey, listen, I need to do this so that my children's children can get blessed so that the kingdom of God can present itself here on earth. Right. Real kingdom work happens with prayer, with a plan, with servitude and with some money. I know God can do all things. I know God can use all people. I know he can do the impossible. But he works through people. Stop letting the money that you have stop you from living the life that God has called you to live. Get serious about your cash flow. Get serious about your plan. Get serious about your goals and make it happen. So with that being said, family, I will see you guys on the next episode of the Kingdom Talks podcast. This is your host, Javon Blue. 
and I'll see you on the next one. Let's get it. Yo, what's going on, Kingdom family? I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the Kingdom Talks podcast. I encourage you, yo, hit up the block, hit up your family, hit up your friends, hit up your campus, hit up your church. Let them know about the Kingdom Talks podcast. Put them on, right? Because what we're doing is so phenomenal. And listen, go to the bio, join the Kingdom Talks podcast telegram so that you can stay in touch. You can stay in touch with the updates, the questionnaires, investment tips, manhood tips, kingdom tips. And we're going to grow this thing to the moon and let's build wealth the kingdom way. Let's get it.